1: Hola amigos, this is Ray Hudson from Big and Sports and Sirius XMFC,
0: and you are listening to Barça Talk. <laughs>
1: Today in Barça Talk, Lionel Messi's soap opera is finally over, and he'll be staying in Football Club Barcelona one more year. We welcome our new member of the team here in Barça Talk. We'll get to know Logan Stanley a little bit. Which players are gonna be coming to Barcelona in this upcoming season? Who's Ronald Koeman gonna bring? Which players should come to Barcelona this upcoming season? And finally, our first starting eleven of the season with the players that we have so far in the squad and we're finally here the first episode after the Lionel Messi soap opera that went on for for a couple of weeks and we we didn't want to really get too much into it because we we actually never uh, didn't know what was going to happen and for that we wanted to wait it out to see if Messi was really going to leave or if he was going to stay Gabriel said he wanted Uh, Lionel Messi to stay I said I would rather have him at least one more year and then say goodbye in a proper way and we saw what happened and we'll see what's what's next for Barca and for Messi this season but today we want to welcome our new or one of our new uh, team members here at at Barca Talk his name is Logan Steinley, and he's going to be part of the team you're going to be listening a lot of his content here in the podcast during the week and also in the mini pods and all the things that we're doing here in Barca Talk, the Patreon feed, and all the the content that you guys can consume during the week about Barca. So, Logan, welcome
0: to Barca Talk. Thank it's you. Uh, Thank you. great having you here and uh, welcome to the team. Super excited for the future with uh, Barca Talk. Um, I don't have a lot of friends to talk to uh, about uh, this club in uh, Southern California, so <laughs> I'm looking forward to the future and uh, thanks for having me. No, you're welcome. And now you have some new friends yeah. all over the place because we, we're
1: going to be uh, three of us with uh, along with Sergio, who's also in the U.S. and who's, who you guys are going to get to know. Uh, in the near future. And we're going to have the Europe team uh, that Gabriel is going to be talking to a lot to a couple of guys from from the UK. But uh, that's that's for another episode today. We want to talk a little bit about uh, Logan and why why is he a Barca follower? What, what happened in, the, in his life that made him to be a follower Uh, of soccer and then of FC Barcelona. Talk to us a little bit about it.
0: All right. So basically uh, it all started with uh, my grandparents are born and raised in uh, Buenos Aires, Argentina. Uh, So I grew up just watching soccer in general, mostly the national team. And then when I was about, you know, seven or eight, uh, Messi came along as well. So it came at the perfect time for me to be able to register soccer or football and how important it is. And uh, it just, the love of the game grew, especially seeing Messi from Argentina Uh, represent the club so it just came in hand in hand and uh, ever since then it's been a somewhat of a incredible experience yeah
1: yeah I feel you how old are you because I feel like we're similar in age because I grew up watching Barca and then Messi came up you're 23, so you're you're a little younger than than me. So yes, I I, I mean I started when when Barcelona didn't used to win a lot. I, I used to follow the the Patrick Kluivert and Rivaldo and and those years when Barcelona was good. They had great players, but they never won the Champions League. It was hard for them to really go through and and really really win those type of trophies. So okay, so you your family's from Buenos Aires, so you have soccer in your veins, right? It's something that goes through your body. And then, and then, uh, who's your favorite player besides Messi? We always do this because Messi, it's like in another planet. He's in another galaxy. He's different from everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's in his own uh, different chapter. But who's uh-huh. who's that Barcelona player that you have enjoyed the most in, in the last couple
0: of years, or, or
1: in your I mean, life, uh, watching Barcelona play?
0: I love Javier Mascherano. Um, obviously, the Argentina blood as well. So. You know, just seeing that guy, he's such a workhorse running around the field. He's, like, high efficiency, somewhat like Vidal, where he doesn't stop. And there's something about the South American players that just, like, gets your blood going. They're just super prideful, and they play hard.
1: Okay, so you picked Mascherano. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was hoping, like, Iniesta or, or yeah, Xavi or something like that. So you're, like, defensive yeah, player. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Mascherano. It's, it's good because Mascherano is one of those players that, uh, he was a di- a totally different player when he came to exactly. Barcelona, and then uh, he had to adapt, yeah. right? He came as a midfielder. Offensive, yeah. With Pep, yeah, yeah, Pep was like, no, man, you're you're not good <laughs> to be in, in the midfield yeah. for Barca, but you're good, you're good to be a good defender because that way we can uh, teach you again how to how to pass the ball and and how to be a more effective a more effective defender. And he was he was great there, especially when Pujol has uh, had so many injuries the last couple. Of, season that, mm. uh, of seasons that, that he had in Barcelona, mm. so definitely good Mascherano. Yeah. I, I wasn't expecting yeah. that. Not, I mean, I was expecting maybe more Argentinians like Riquelme yeah. or, or other guys that, that were for Barça, but that's yeah. good. That's good. So Javier Mascherano is is that type of mm. player that you will have in your uh, perfect eleven for <laughs> Barça. Okay, that's good. That's good. Uh, where where are you from? Here in, in the United States, so people get to know you. We have uh, Brian that it's from Buffalo, New York. Okay. I'm from Miami in South Florida. Yeah. We're all in the East Coast, but then we're adding more people from the from the West yeah. Coast. Cole Ridley mm-hmm. it used to be
0: uh, with us mm-hmm. too, and it's part of the team still. is in Seattle. So where are you at? Okay, I'm currently uh, I'm from Huntington Beach, California. I'm about 30 minutes outside of Los Angeles, so I'm right by the beach. You know, okay, great weather it's like miami hopefully okay okay so another california guy good good okay so we have almost
1: a a person in each one of the time zones Mm -hmm. here in the us we're still missing (laughs) the central time and and we're gonna work on it in in the future that's good that's good so we're gonna be the the u.s team following a barca talk okay that's good
0: uh, did you play soccer at any point in, in your life? Yes, I did. Growing up, I played a lot of soccer. I was in several clubs um, growing up. And then uh, I ended, ended up uh, being, uh, was done with that after high school. Unfortunately, there just wasn't really that opportunity for me. I probably wasn't okay. as great as a lot of uh, my uh, <laughs> teammates, but that's how it works. Yeah, that's that's how it works. And,
1: and, it's, and it's been getting better here in, in the U.S. It's a lot of mm-hmm. talent going on in college. Uh, which exactly. position did you play? I was a
0: striker. I was a nine. Pier nine. You were just a striker. Just it's not a lot of touch and quality. Just a finisher, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. Just, just that first touch. Okay, good. So so who's your favorite striker yeah. then? You picked Mascherano as your favorite player besides Messi. Who's your favorite striker
0: in history? Yeah. It doesn't have to be a Barcelona in history. <laughs> I can't go with another Argentinian, I don't think. But, um, well, I mean, you God. could. You, had, you have a lot of people there, yeah, Batistuta or... Or yeah, maybe, I, mean, uh, yeah, Bati, I don't know. Bati Goal's a legend. Bati Goal's a legend. I do love Bati Goal. Or Crespo I mean, is good, too. Yeah. Yeah, I, maybe Hernan. Yeah, he's he's incredible, too. But, um, you know, I got to go with Kun Aguero. I love the guys representing in the EPL for South America. I mean, he's a club legend there and probably one of the best EPL strikers of all time. So, I'd have to go with him, definitely. And he co-aligned with me watching soccer throughout my life, too. So, he's the same age as Messi around that, so... It's been a uh, great watching him as well. Yeah, for
1: sure. Kunagüero, I mean I always hoped that he will he was gonna come to Barcelona to play with Messi, but that never happened. Exactly. And we, yeah. we I mean we almost lost we almost lost Messi to Manchester City. So they were gonna play yeah. there and they maybe yeah. will in the future. And we'll talk about it yeah. right after this break. Before we continue, we wanna to talk to you about our Patreon feed. Please join us there. We're gonna be producing a lot of content from the United States with the new team members and also from Spain and the UK but guess what we are the only ones that have some people in Spain at this moment so far we have Gabriel Quiroga in Madrid and we have Mariana Guzman in Barcelona and they're going to be creating uh, multimedia content there for you guys at our Patreon feed in Barca Talk so go ahead check it out and join us and become part of the Barca Talk family in our Patreon feed. Okay, here we are. Now that we, you guys got to know Logan a little bit uh, better, now we get to talk about the real issues that are going on in FC Barcelona nowadays. And we, I mean, we have to start with this subject. It's been, it's been up there with COVID nineteen, right in the in the Google searches. It's Lionel Messi <laughs> almost leaving Barcelona, saying that he wanted to leave, <clears throat> and the interview, the interview with Goal. It, it was it was quite an interview, right? He he said yeah. everything that he wanted to say in his own terms, and he told people why he wanted to leave. And he, I mean, he put Bartomeu in a, a very, very, very bad place at this point. What did you think about the entire thing going on with Lionel Messi and FC Barcelona?
0: Personally, I think I I really enjoyed how transparent he was with the situation because there was so much stuff we weren't sure about throughout that week. And we were in parallel it felt like. But to go out there and respectfully talk about the club and, you know, and, and, and introduce his problems and how he felt about the situation in total, as well as talking about his family, I think it was super transparent and I respected it personally. And I know he might have gone after the president as well as the board. But I just think after something like that has happened and you've been problem with something and you haven't gotten it back in return, then you're allowed to be able to talk about that certain situation. So overall, you know, I wasn't hurt by it. I think he was incredibly respectful, and um, yeah, really no hard feelings towards it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean it's it's hard to have uh, hard feelings against Messi, right? He's he's obviously the, the best player yeah, exactly. in Barça's history, but it was it was weird that he never talked up, uh, uh, yeah. especially after the the two eight loss against uh, Bayern Munich, and especially being the captain. Yeah, I mean. My, yeah. I, I was expecting him to talk just to say, "Hey, I'm sorry. We we tried to do our best, and it just didn't happen." But that yeah. those words never came at that point. Uh, what would it? Uh, I mean, mm. if Messi told you that he wanted to leave after that to aid, you would have uh, let him go to Manchester City, or you would have done the same yeah. Bartoméu did. Just, I mean, you have to pay the 700 millions if you want him yeah. so
0: bad. See you know, it'd probably be, it It would hurt so bad to see him go, but at the same time, he's done so much for us that you just, I personally don't think that we can put him in a winning situation, especially the Champions League in the next one to two years. So, you know, I would love to see him just go and be able to win, you know, one or two more Champions League, be in a winning situation, be in a productive environment. um, And just, you know, like he said, present new challenges to himself, but um, obviously, in the end, as a Barca fan, you don't want to see him go. But you know, if you love something, let it go. I guess. <laughs> if you love Messi, let him go. Well, he still he still can exactly. go
1: after this season, and we'll, yeah. we'll see we'll see what exactly. happens with the new board, and and if he wants to stay mm. after this season. And you mentioned something that it's interesting there. You don't think Barcelona with this squad can win another Champions League, even though they have Messi back, they have Coutinho back. Those are the two big signings so far. We're still waiting yeah. for, for some others to come. Uh, so you think, what, what else would you bring to, to FC Barcelona to make this team I mean, more competitive? Or, Or put it in another way, who do you think...
0: Can't be a starter anymore in the starting eleven from last season. I do think I do think our depth helps a lot. Now I think Rakitic, leaving I love Rakitic and, and respect what he's done for the club, but I don't think his work rate, work rate matches what Champions League potential means and and being able to pressure the opponent, which we haven't been able to do, which we were great at in the past. But and I also think yeah. guys like Coutinho, they they don't they, he couldn't crack the starting lineup at Bayern. I personally think also our wing backs are a little bit lackluster, and I hate to be the first guy to go on this podcast and just rip on the team. Obviously, we have the no, best No, you're in the, not world, the first one. We've yeah. been doing yeah. it for
1: a couple months. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. I just didn't want that to be my first podcast to be negative. But you know, I see, there's some holes that you can see you know, in the team, and, and we call it realistic. Exactly. Okay. Okay. I just didn't want to be the villain. You know, come on the podcast and just no, start no, destroying. Okay. Yeah. That's so the way it is. yeah. Exactly. So I just feel like. We're not there yet, you know. To rebuild a team, it takes one or two years. You can't flip it around, especially in this corona, all right? Uh, corona uh, epidemic. Um, <laughs> yes. yeah. And uh, it's just, it's just hard to spend money on players and and get that back. Obviously, we have to pay. Possibly coming in for twenty-five million, which is I think is a steal. But overall, um, we're not there yet. We need, we need our young talent to get better.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. And I think we need more, more uh, a competition for for Alba there in, in the left back competition for. For Semedo in the right back, if they're going to use Sergio Roberto as a, as a midfielder. And that's something that Barcelona has to really focus on. I mean, I'm, we were hearing a lot about Will Naldum coming from uh, from Liverpool. A lot of Depay, Memphis Depay coming also from from Lyon. But th- those are attacking players, you know? And, and, well, Will Naldum is a midfielder. But we need more in the middle and more in the back. I think we're struggling a lot there. And and I feel that we have a lot of talent in the midfield. We have Ricky Push who should get a chance this year. We have Carlos Alina coming back from from alone, so he should get a – an opportunity too. you have Sergio Roberto there who can be a bench player also coming from the bench you have Pjanic coming from Juventus and he's part of the squad now you have of course Frankie de Young playing there and you still have Sergio Busquets who should be coming from from the bench too in my opinion this year so you have a lot of people in the midfield besides Coutinho who's I mean he's a midfielder if if you actually play him in his position so you have a lot of people and you know Messi's going to come back to grab the ball at some point during the game so you 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 have a really crowded uh, areas over there in in midfield to be bringing more people and if you're going to bring somebody I'd rather have Tiago Alcantara, who's a, yes. a, a guy that, that was born and, and grew up playing Barca style, you know? Yep, he has the DNA. And, he has the DNA. Yeah. Okay, so from the young guys, let's talk about the, the young talent that we have in La Masia. We have uh, guys like Ricky Puch, guys like Ansu Fati that, that that just played his first minutes for, for Spain uh, against Germany and who was disallowed a couple of goals there in his first match, but he played a, a very good uh, four or five minutes in the second half there. Uh, you have Todibo, you have Ronald Araujo uh, as as defenders too. You have Moncho coming from the, the B team too, uh, asking for so much time to play. Uh, who do, I mean, what what are they going to do? do you think they're going to give the young guys – Uh, a chance, or they're just going to keep doing the same thing, or trying to patching up here and there, and
0: trying to build somehow a competitive team for the Champions League? Um, You know what, I think at this moment, at the start of the year, I think Coleman's already uh, really been subjected to saying that he feels like the young men should get minutes, which I I personally do think they should get more minutes, because in the past, when you had these teams, and we were beaten down on teams 4 or five zero, that these guys were, the young kids were able to play you 30-40 minutes towards the end of the game because we were winning so much, but now we've gone to the point where we can't create that gap against teams. So we're not able to have, you know, the young guys in for more than 10 to 15 minutes if we don't believe in them. So it's one of those things where as soon as we get better, we'll be able to promote them to more minutes. But as of now, I mean, personally, I think we should just start to rebuild now and have these guys playing, you know, more minutes every game rather than trying to salvage, you know, cups. But at the same time, we are a winning club and you, you need to win your cups. Yeah, and especially you have to compete in La Liga, right? You have to
1: be always there with, exactly. with Real Madrid, who's not playing their best game right now. So you actually exactly. have a good shot to yeah. win La Liga yeah. this year again. And, in cha- I mean, for Champions League, it's been hard even uh, five years ago when they were all younger and they were all uh, ready to actually play and, and be competitive in the Champions League. It's been hard yeah. for them anyway. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, last year, watching the starting eleven. I mean, the, the same guys are still here. Only Rakitic left, and Rakitic didn't, didn't even start that game. So I think we we, we still have a lot to go uh, talking about that uh, specific point because we haven't even started the rebuild process that they promised when when Kuman got there to Barcelona. We still have a lot of pieces to move. I, I guess they're keeping Busquets, they're kicking Suarez out, and and Vidal, and that should those announcements should be coming soon. Uh, in the next couple of days, you you guys are listening to this on a Monday. Maybe today they they announce it. Suarez going to Juventus, uh, Vidal going to Inter de Milan, and and that's fine. That's part of the rebuild. I would have kept Suarez as a as a backup st- uh, nine there because we d- we don't actually have a lot of uh, nine players there. So, uh, Griezmann is not a nine. Uh, Ansu Fati is not a nine. Then is not a nine. The only one that could be similar and he doesn't and he doesn't have the same talent is uh, Martin Braithwaite, who I don't know if it's going to continue with the team or not. But I mean, it, it is what it is. They they need to also fix the monetary part, right? The economic side of things that is going so bad uh, under the Bartomeu's uh, regime, and, and it's it's something that they have to fix. That's why they they let uh, uh, Rakitic go. That's why they're trying to. Get rid of uh, Vidal and get rid of Suarez, and and I mean it's hard, but but it's it's uh, it's reality, right? But under the, other than that, I think they're actually not making a lot of moves. I mean they presented Trincao, and I I, I don't know if you, you've seen him play. He played a couple of minutes on on Saturday against Croatia in the Portugal four one win. And he's not a starter there. And with Messi coming back, I don't
0: see him getting a lot of chances either in Barcelona. What do you think about Trincao? Um, I mean, from what I've seen, he's been really impressive, especially in the, the, in the league he's playing in right now currently. But, you know, I don't know how that translates to La Liga, obviously, but, you know, that he's a bright light as of right now and also it puts in the question where does Dembele stand as of now Mm -hmm. we have this you know 100 million dollar man and he's he's supposed to be the next guy up after Messi and he's supposed to you know bring this club to new heights and and provide that scoring ability but as of now um, Trincao I'd put him on the back burners until Dembele I'd give Dembele one more year and then uh, allow for something to happen because I'm really just tired of playing guys out of position and uh, it feels like when we're able to use these guys in their position, they work pretty well. As Griezmann did when he when he got to the nine, he scored a couple goals this year. Obviously, he hasn't been there a ton of minutes, but as of now, I don't know. I like I do like Trincao, though. I do like
1: him. A lot. Yeah, but what would you do with Dembele? That's another subject. That's good because exactly. it's been hard for him to actually stay healthy a lot of mm. time, right? He's mm. I mean, how many injuries? Like seven or eight since he came to yep. Barcelona. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know if you should trust him to actually build a team somehow around, not around him, but like having him yeah. as, a, as a regular option because you never know when yeah. he's going to just... I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what Kuman wants to, wants to do and, and a couple of friendly matches are coming up and probably is going to play in some of them. But it's good to have those two options, right? In, in that position that Neymar used to have, to have uh, Ansu Fati and Dembélé on, on that side, even though... Playing either or, uh, either one positions, and, and that's good. But it's, it's interesting because we, we have like 35 players and they have to bring it down to like 23, right? Yeah. And I don't know if it's going to happen. And I think Kuman is not going to risk it with the young guys. That's a feeling that I get. If he's trying to bring somebody from Liverpool that it's uh, 28, 29 years like Naldon, I think he's probably thinking, you know what? This is my year. I don't know what happened next year with the, with the different board and maybe th- this is my year to actually show what I could do before, before the next president comes on. So uh, wh- what's the feeling that you get from, from Kuman, and what do you think he's going to do? He's going to go with, with the youth or he's going to go with experience and, and let's get,
0: that trophy now agreed agreed um I, I i did see um a couple quotes from Comey talking about how if the young players deserved it then they would get their minutes but obviously he's on a timeline right now so it you know he might not be the coach next year uh come that time uh, during the new elections so he probably feels a lot more pressured to win than he did before when he was just talking about the team in general because i think he made those statements before he was uh, elected as the new coach so he probably feels a lot of pressure to win right now. He wants some tenured guys that can go in there, you know, and provide, uh, you know, a positive uh, production out there. So I could definitely see him bringing in, you know, late twenties guys that are, you know. On on the premium de- deal to come in and uh, help the team out. Okay, okay. To finish, Logan. To finish this uh, yeah. special edition of Barça
1: Talk uh, <laughs> during the summer. What would be your starting eleven right now? You have, you get to pick the starting eleven to play the Champions League final or El Clásico against Real Madrid uh, at Santiago Bernabéu. What
0: would your starting eleven be? All right. This is this is hard. All right, we'll go. We'll go. I mean, obviously, Mats uh, Ter Sheegan's going to play. Obviously, yeah. uh, left back Jordy. I still think he's somewhat class. He's not as productive, but he's better than fearpa Well, it's, it's it's what we have,
1: right? It's not like yeah, we have exactly. a lot of options there. Yeah, yeah.
0: And then L- Langlet, who's been a bright light as well. Um, you think so? He
1: was. He was.
0: Uh, yeah. He was terrible against Bayern Munich. Yeah. Right? He, okay. Yeah. He was. Ter- but Byron is just relentless on the attack, yeah, I think yeah, yeah, I think it's a product of also the midfield not being able to press, so I mean that back line is just just yeah. put out there on the on the hang line, so it's more of like the the midfield getting pressed and being able to attack those players before the final third um so he did play well before that, I do agree though he had a stinker that game. But obviously PK too. It's uh, positional. He's not as a, he's not able to you know pass, uh, intercept as well as he used to due to his speed uh, decreasing. But I do think he's a you know a great a positional player, um, right back. I mean, go with what we had once again. I'd have to go Cimedo. Um <laughs> No one else. I mean, I really wish we signed Cigino, uh, uh, Sergio Dent or Dent from uh, yes. Ajax. Yeah. Great player, and he's an American too, I think as well. And he's a uh, Coleman loves him. But obviously, it's probably not in the cards now. Um, center, defensive mid, the De young. I love Boosie. I still think he's class, but he's just too slow. He can't. He, he can't attack nowadays. You just need that press. These teams are relentless that we play. So yeah, I, I like the young. He, he had a couple great games this year, and after the injury, and then for. I gotta go with Bleach. I, I need him to start this year. I need him to get minutes. He was such a bright light, so so athletic, so quick, so quick thinking, quick witted. You know, right on his feet, ready to move at every time. Bajonich definitely comes comes in. Um, so places, which formation uh, would it be? Four through three. Yeah, yeah, correct. With uh De at the at uh, central defensive mid. Okay. Uh, left wing. I'll let the young man start. I want Onswee an to start. He's been so efficient on yeah. scoring this year that with the minutes that he had, he was. He was pretty great, I'm going to yeah. be honest, at least from what I saw. Yeah. And, he, you know, he, he's a dedicated scorer, great one-on-one dribbler. Um, I really i am looking forward to his future. And then play Griezmann in his position. Play Griezmann in his position. Play Griezmann in his position. I need him in that nine spot. See what he has. He but just doesn't look his right position, on that position,
1: though? He's not – I mean, if you're putting on the other side when Messi starts and having Messi as a yeah. false nine, wouldn't that be a, a better That's idea? That's
0: true. That's true.
1: I just think. He's, I mean, it's your starting eleven. He's your
0: starting eleven. I'm just no, no, you, Throwing you things he's, to see. No, I know. I get that. I get that. But at, at that striker position, he can't. He can't do much. He's not a great dribbler. He's not a great facilitator. He's just a pure finisher. And you see with those first touch finishes and turn and shoot. He's he's a more of a final third guy. He's not going to get you downfield as much. And um, I don't think his connections with Messi is as great as Suarez's personally but i think he's also a great header too he's got a lot of he's great on the uh with crosses which we don't really put in a lot so hopefully this year you know we let our um we let our wings run wild a little bit more obviously yeah. if um cemento can get in uh use his overlapping runs that might help a lot and then obviously Messi at the right wing but one thing i will say though if we can sign the pay at a premium for that 25 mil or uh whatever i saw on twitter earlier I'd love to see him uh, try. I know he didn't work out in the EPL, but he's still 26 years old, still young. Also has probably a pretty great relationship with Komen. So we'll see. That's my uh, starting match.
1: So, okay, to finish it, if Depay comes, Memphis Depay, if he comes, where or who's out? Ansu Fati is out of
0: that starting 11? Oh, see, so yeah, I don't know how we'd play that. I personally think it'd be he'd be, um, he might be fighting with Grease. I don't think Grease is done enough to be where he should be even he's in the number seven now, I guess. So they, mm-hmm. they value him pretty highly. Obviously, he was expensive, but I didn't see anything last year. Obviously, he got played out of position, and it was pretty uncomfortable for him, and he, he wasn't able to play the game he was used to be pl- used to playing. Also, when you're a Barcelona player, you're getting so much less space. You're getting played like every game, the Champions League final. Everyone wants to beat you. So the space you have in that final box and that deep block, you're not going to get what, what you had at Atletico, to be honest. Uh, so that's just one of those things you have to calculate in. And when these, when we sign these players, we need to realize that their environment is going to be a lot tougher to produce. And when we have these teams that are just like, you know, we're going to sit back on that final and our final third and let them do work and try to counter. So to pay, I really like his, his, he has decent pace, you know, great finisher so far, but I'm not too worried about his EPL uh, problems, especially uh, with Man U in that time, which just wasn't great to be a player. So. Um, yeah, we'll and,
1: and, and he was younger too. So okay, yeah. that's that's a starting eleven from Logan without Memphis the pie, if He comes, we'll have to do a different one. Uh, with Logan, and, and we'll see what Sergio does, and we'll compare those starting 11s so far, and and we'll see which team wins, and we'll ask our people here in Barca Talk to to vote for for their teams and uh, for their favorites, and we'll compare all of those. So, well, that was nice, Logan. Thank you, and welcome to the team again. It's it's gonna be a fun season. Hopefully, we're gonna enjoy Messi because this could be the last year of Messi here in Barca, and we're gonna enjoy it in Barca Talk. Thank you guys for listening and remember to sign up for our Patreon feed we're going to have a lot of content there we're adding more people as you saw with Logan today and we're going to be talking to Sergio next week and you'll see we well, we're going to have a lot of more content there and we have some big news coming up soon so you guys stay with us and visca barça see you soon sports social podcast network